0: Our grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sideship Podcast. I'm Matthew Weir. If I sound a little bit whispering Bob Harris this week, it's because I've got a bunch of house guests sleeping in the room next to where I record, and none of them the lazy bastards are up yet. It's quarter past ten.
1: Outrageous. Especially as you flew in from the UK in the early hours and stuff, and you're up bright and chirpy.
0: Yeah, I had a bit of a... A late getting home last night. Completely misjudged when I was back, as Kerry will be and the listeners will not be surprised to hear, because I got (laughs) most of my dates wrong on this trip. So I was like, "Yeah, we'll record Friday night, no worries." And then realised, "Oh no, I'm I'll be in an airport Friday night," (laughs) as I was as I was for most of it. Anyway, we're back now, Mm. and uh, Kerry, what did you think of the Christmas week in the Archers?
1: Ah, I thought you meant in my life. Then, for a millisecond, I was a little bit disappointed to not hear joy at the dinner table we just heard about her second hand
0: is her second hand the one that she works the glove puppet of rochelle with <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah there was quite a lot of describing what was happening in the room next door on christmas day wasn't there uh let's think joy and david laid the table jill and stella were drinking sherry and doing a crossword, or have, or was it having a crossword? <laughs> oh, very good. And they were with Ben, so that's those three sorted. Never heard of them again. Leonard and John were discussing how to fix bicycle chains. That sounds fascinating.
0: I thought it was a bit odd. John was showing Elizabeth his pair of knees from a cycling trip. <laughs> John's going to be on the market soon, isn't he? So, you know, and Elizabeth, oh, yeah. she could do better than Vince.
1: Yeah, so there was no Christmas dinner scene and very few people were involved in the Christmas Eve and Christmas Day episodes, really.
0: We led to believe Lily, Paul, Denise, Freddie, Elizabeth, John, Ruth, David, Joy, Jill, Stella, Ben, <laughs> Leonard and Pip were all in that house. Yet we heard Lily, Paul, Denise and Ruth, didn't we?
1: Yeah, washing up and peeling vegetables. That was festive, wasn't it?
0: Was <laughs> <laughs> so much of that round your place at this Christmas, Kerry?
1: What, Fe- peeling vegetables? <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I I was quite good actually I did all my veg prep on Christmas Eve For the Christmas Day thing And Christmas Day dinner went very smoothly Turkey Crown, my mum came round Kids, games We watched Morecambe and Wise Uh, We did watch The King's Speech That was quite strange
0: I miraculously left the room while that was on (laughs) And found myself in the kitchen with a large sherry Did
1: you? Lovell James presents The Ultimate Aphrodisiac When you want some heavy vetting,
0: Sprout Crisps. Warning, Sprout Crisps should not be consumed with Shire's Ales, Orchard Fresh Juices, or Bridge Farm Cauliflower Eclairs. If you do so by accident, see a specialist for an immediate rinse aiding. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. We have pontificated for a while. Where's Roy? And Mm. we've been missing him. And particularly in this whole Grey Gable storyline. And we want him back on his dating apps and stuff like that. And just before Christmas, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. The actor, Ian Pepperell, died, which was very sad news. He's 53, Mm. which is no age to go at all. Lots of people have views on Roy as a character. One of those things I really wanted to go back and listen to is when you faced Philip Mostown at Christmas a few years ago wasn't it that was just before Christmas Mm. when that happened and Philip Moss was like but Kirsty I've already bought the Christmas jumpers yeah (laughs) and that whole thing where he was on the dating apps like I absolutely loved that Mm -hmm. I really think of him as Lothario I mean you think of his his backlog
1: I know and it You're right about how we did miss him through the grey gables times, didn't we, the refurb. He's meant to be looking after all of this. Where where is he? And now, of course, we know. And it's really sad that we had no clue. It was a real shock and surprise to see that news. It's dreadful. Many of the Archers community on Twitter, on social media, have shared really lovely messages and memories about him. And so it was... Yeah. And he was obviously clearly very, very well loved amongst the cast as well. And was a landlord of a pub, you were saying, Matthew?
0: Yeah, there was a pub called The Star Inn, where someone saw their Facebook post saying that he'd passed away. And I think that was already being Mm. chatted about on social media before the initial announcement was made. In terms of a character... Who knows what happens there, but he played Roy absolutely brilliantly, even to the point, you know, I mean, Roy was there to frustrate sometimes. He was there to annoy, but I think overall he he amused me more than anything. I mean, his foray into yeah. the dating app scene, <laughs> where he was just <laughs> knackered. He was falling asleep on the desk at Grey Gable because he'd been getting it so much, hadn't he? That's how I want to remember Roy, really. Yeah,
1: fondly. and yeah. I thought you could say
0: fondling. We've...
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> he was, wasn't he?
0: It was. Do you remember when he went to stay in the tent with that incredibly yes. tall woman and the longhorn stampeded over them? It was a very awkward date all round that, wasn't it? I can't remember her name, but yeah, Phoebe and Kate had been researching her online, hadn't they? And they were like, yes. is that her? She's very tall. And then when she came to check in at Spiritual Home, Phoebe went, oh, my goodness, you're tall. And she went, well, that's, what's that got to do with anything? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, bless him. It was bad Yeah. So you know, we always try and put a bit of a side of shed slant on it. So uh, you know, here's to Roy and here's to Ian. Great performance, and uh, yeah, we'll miss him in that role. Mm-hmm. Mr. Tucker. got this tent up just in time.
1: We? You
0: did it all. Ah, well, us countrymen, we know about tents. (laughs) I'm sure this is just a passing shower. I had to borrow this one from a friend. Well, it's a good one. It's nice and snug in here. She says it can get cold in a tent at night. Even a good one. Although there are ways of keeping warm, she says. Oh, yeah? A top-quality down-filled sleeping bag, apparently that'd do it
1: with special draft excluding neck baffle
0: right although we have our own methods in the country oh yes we wrap ourselves in newspaper and a layer of goose fat (laughs) 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 Tucker 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 glad you came are you Leila oh I love it things you notice when you're not in a hurry. But Like that flower,
1: the corn cockle. If that's what it was. You can look it up.
0: I will. I want to know all about it. Check on your phone. Oh, no, I'm not touching the phone while I'm here. Anyway, I brought a book with me. Ah, uh, Adventures in Crosswords? Oh, well, that, obviously, but also a field guide to wild plants. You want to look it up now?
1: No. Do you? No. Layla. <laughs> what the? F- I'm <laughs> <about to> get <laughs> up, you mad <laughs> animal! Get, get,
0: get away from me! <sighs> Tucker. Mr. Tucker. Mr. Tucker. Mr. Tucker. If you don't want to get hurt... What? Take feelings out of the equation. What do you mean? Just meet for fun. Fun? Yes, Roy. Do you remember fun? There are other websites for meeting people. What? Meeting for fun. Oh. Oh, I see.
1: Nah. Nah, that's not really me.
0: Never has been, you mean. No reason why you shouldn't give it a try now, though, is there? You can see the screen, all right? Yeah. Right, then take a look at this. And tell me exactly what you think, yeah? Tucker. 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 Oh, Roy. Well? I don't know seems very sure of herself. Well, there are others. Um, this one, look. And this one. And her? Uh, yeah, alright, alright. In,
1: in fact, she's quite nice, don't you think?
0: I don't think quite nice is what she's aiming for. They're not
1: saying much about the personality, are they? Likes and dislikes, that sort of thing. No, no,
0: they do. They say what they like sometimes. Look.
1: Uh, that's not what I meant. Anyway, it's not
0: really about personality.
1: Well, no, clearly
0: not. It's just about hooking up, hooking up, hooking up. So what do you reckon? Big story of the week, Denise and Alistair?
1: No, it was the Brookfield oven breaking, really, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> do you know what? You know why it broke though, didn't it? Because they they'd stuffed Jill in there. <laughs> it just it was asking too much of it.
1: The Brookfield beef broke the oven. <laughs> there was much discussion on Twitter about why did they have to then cook it where Josh lives? Why couldn't they have used rickyard which they did they did actually mention though that that oven was too small but um it seemed a bit odd that they were then hijacking half of someone else's oven
0: i find it very hard to believe that a cottage where rosie lives has a small oven
1: <laughs> true yeah this the, the countertops are probably littered with um many air fryers In <laughs> ones,
0: have we ever heard an air fryer mentioned on the archers you could get away with a lot of your Christmas dinner in an air fryer, I reckon. We did the mm. pigs and blankets in them.
1: Blankets. That was a nice West Country drawl there.
0: Well, I've just got back. Yeah. It's still in my system. <laughs> my friend had a brother who went away to Middlesex for, for like 20 years came away from bristol he came back to and he came back with a completely you know home count his accent went up to watch <laughs> bristol rovers during the first attack of the game he took a, a swig or something put took a bite out of his pass he went come on gas drive him down <laughs> his brother <laughs> just looked at him and said well, what did that just come from
1: it happens like that doesn't it i do that when i go up to yorkshire get more
0: yorkshire yeah i was just gonna say i uh, i had pigs and blanket flavored crisps on my first night back in england mm
1: not sprout
0: crisps love sprouts eternal for those two
1: yeah they're getting there aren't they they're getting closer
0: they've pretty much acknowledged it's happening haven't they
1: yeah so do you reckon it'll be a new year's eve snogathon i think so we're going to find
0: out those sprout crisps are like a raging aphrodisiac
1: (laughs) i'm not sure they need one yeah because denise she did say that her and john are having issues issues
0: yes Indeed. There was a, we we were talking the other day about people who've pronounced issue, issue. (laughs) And one particular like punch the air moment was while listening to the Troll podcast, Marina Perkis noticed that Jacob Rees-Mogg is an issue person.
1: (laughs) Shudder. (laughs) Yeah, so they're going to get it on, aren't they? What do you think of them as a couple? Are you you here for that? Are you thinking, yay, that'd be great.
0: Well, I'm initially optimistic, but I was quite interested in your daughter's comment. Uh,
1: did you see? Yes. She happened to be listening as I was doing the tweet along last night, and she didn't like the sound of Denise. First, she thought she was called Sheila. In her mind, she said, oh, she sounds like a Sheila. And Alistair sounds like a Donovan, apparently. To my daughter, how many people are called Donovan?
0: Well, it's funny you should say that because Donovan covered Donna Donna, which Joan Baez sang as well. And there's a, it opens with, on a wagon bound for market, there's a calf with a mournful eye. And then Denise said to him, there's a cat with a weeping eye this week. And that, that could almost be a line from that song. Mm,
1: maybe Mimi's actually a scriptwriter.
0: <laughs> that would be massive. I mean, if on that bombshell.
1: Um, no wonder I get all of the predictions right, Matthew, a <laughs> Slash none. Uh, but she reckoned that Denise is going to cheat on Alistair and that she's going to, what did she say, something like um, run rings round him or...
0: Run ringworm round him.
1: <laughs> I like it when people who don't normally listen hear things. She was very riveted by the rinse aid chat as
0: well yeah well nothing kills passion like rent aid does it
1: (laughs) yeah i think you know they'll be a good couple won't they
0: if you heard denise for the first time this week you just think wow she's very assertive yeah so, but I think she's had to come in and be a slightly stronger character this week because she was in charge of the Christmas dinner, to, to the greater part, although she left it in the hands of Lily and Paul. And now she's got this dynamic, with because obviously working with your parents is such a good idea. Oh not that most mm. of the people in the archers don't work with their parents, but most of them fall out regularly. Yeah, yeah she's going to have this kind of slight tug of war with Paul. Mm. Because do you remember ages ago, Jakob was slagging off Denise's and um, Alistair's ordering system of things in the med cupboard and then eventually he just realised one day that it worked and Denise knew where everything was and there was a logic to it.
1: Yeah and now Paul's changed that hasn't (laughs) he? Yeah, <laughs> to his own <laughs> preference. Uh, there was a moment. Did you hear Denise's really maniacal laugh when they were in the kitchen? We'll just make it work. And then someone said, "How?" I've actually no idea. And just went mental on the <laughs> laughing front. Didn't she? It was quite frightening.
0: It was like I'm pushing you in front of a speeding train. Laugh, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, she's quite sort of matronly. I'm in charge. I don't dislike her, and I think she'll be. Good for Alistair.
0: And, you know, they all put a brave face on it when Jakob made scampi mince pies. <laughs> know that Scandinavian food is slightly different. They eat that kind of raw.
1: Yeah, they do like fish, too.
0: Like a, a, a seagull out of it. What's that, that? Is it a tinned bird or a tinned fish that apparently is one of the most foul-smelling things ever, and people eat it directly from the tin? A tinned bird? I think this is a Danish thing. Crikey. I'll have to go away and look that up and correct the record next week, as we often have okay. to do. It's going to be another uh, Kid Creole correction corner coming down the pipeline.
1: Yes. So there was all of that Christmas dinner and also the dinner itself. They were just suddenly they came out of the room where everyone had been eating various people three of them were going that was brilliant that was amazing we did it i loved it it was such fun uh so that was our uh, full experience of how it all went down christmas day
0: obviously put some laced the food with something because we couldn't hear any of them they were all Mm. out for the count it was like the the heaven's gate cult mass suicide (laughs) they were all just lying there on the sofa god that's Mm. the first mention of heaven's gate cult suicide in at least two years carrie
1: It's about time then, isn't it? The drizzle gate, that seems to have all been smoothed over, doesn't it?
0: With a nice palette knife.
1: (laughs) So all it takes is sherry, basically, and a
0: crossword. Maybe a copy of Viz as well. That got me through Christmas.
1: (laughs) Did you get a Viz annual?
0: I didn't get one this year. I normally get one. I got Mm. a jumper instead.
1: Okay. Okay. Was it a? It wasn't a Christmassy one, was it?
0: It wasn't a Christmassy jumper. I already had a. I only took one. I took one Christmassy jumper with me to England and just wore it for a bit on one of the days. No, I wore it out in Stroud on Christmas Eve. I went oh. out drinking in Stroud and it was largely appreciated because Stroud's that kind of place. <laughs> it's the uh, the Karl Marx. All I want for Christmas is the means of production. Christmas jumper.
1: Ah, where he looks like Santa. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. That is a good jumper. One thing, though, you know, like, I didn't understand why Paul was checking the turkey, because he's been designated horses and big beasts, has <laughs> <laughs> didn't quite understand.
0: Alistair was saying, uh, Denise is going to be working with me on small animals. I was thinking, has he got one small animal in mind? <laughs> yeah, just specifically trouser ferrets, Denise. Cock. Mine. <laughs> All right, Kerry, just say cock. <laughs> what you mean, actually. Spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> It was never in, Kerry. Oh. Um,
1: mm. Also, have you got, I've got to ask you this question, Matthew. Have you got a Halloween bucket full of dead batteries about your person?
0: <laughs> I, what I loved about that was later on in the week, they were scrabbling around for ideas to get the ball going in January, a fashion show, and then find out who's drank here the longest. And they were, I, was, I was just like, why can't it just be a fucking pub? Yeah. But they do do... <laughs> bizarre things in pubs in the countryside to drag people in i've seen that firsthand but mm. i thought um halloween bucket and dead batteries sound like local heavy metal bands and they could like yeah. do a slot in the flood lounge i
1: mean can you imagine
0: a fashion show what the hell would that be like if i went to a pub and a fashion show started i would leave with my pint and Just not burn return it glass.
1: basically yeah. <laughs> arson would be involved not arson bengar
0: he has often been seen at the Paris catwalk, hasn't he? Oscar Vander.
1: <laughs> See. Yeah,
0: didn't he he did a catwalk once. Do you not remember in some ridiculous outfit?
1: Oh, there was a photo of him sort of leaning on a bar, wasn't there? That's I in a lovely suit. I remember that.
0: Okay, I'll have to Well, that that big kind of like human caterpillar outfit he wears when it's yeah, really cold. it's
1: Very practical.
0: <laughs> a Halloween bucket mm. full of dead batteries. That was when John rang to kill the passion, wasn't it?
1: Yes, they would have kissed, had it she not was... been for the Halloween bucket full of dead batteries. You don't, that's a line you
0: don't hear very often. <laughs> do you think they're all the batteries from Denise's dildos? <laughs> I do.
1: Oh, do you think a free pint a week is a decent enough prize
0: anyway? I liked Trace's idea, a free pint a day. And you could hear Lillian starting to, uh, a bloody ring piece Having was twitching, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs>
1: And who will win that? I don't know. Anyway, well it ain't Bert. who's been drinking that? No. <laughs> Is it Eddie, basically? Do you think
0: so? It uh, surely it's gonna be someone what are those other off mic characters we hear about? Cecil. Well oh,
1: there'd be up outrage out and uproar and out up, up uprage. outrage, <laughs> an outroar. <laughs> yeah, surely. It's him, isn't
0: it? We'll wait and see. I mean, he's always in there trying to catch a free pint. It better not, it can't be David.
1: Oh, and will it be a pint of wine? Very topical. Because there was that weird story this week, wasn't there? Sort of post-Brexit nonsense type stuff we're going to soon be able to get pints of wine.
0: Endless benefits. Yeah. That scene where Denise was like, they'd had lunch outside and she'd remembered that you brought me a tomato once. I think I actually do remember that being on air. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was when she told him she was going. What did he say? Give me your hands or give your hands to me. Why are they so warm? One of them's been down my pants for the last five (laughs) minutes, Denise. Did you not notice?
1: I oh, know. Oh, it was quite
0: sweet, really, wasn't it?
1: But, like, if you're excited by someone giving you a tomato, it's a bit of a short shrift, isn't it?
0: <laughs> you wouldn't stand for that, Kerry, would you? <laughs> i brought you a tomato. If it was a beef tomato made of beef, like a head oh, of Oh, yeah, food, that'd be nice.
1: Yeah, you're yeah. in. Yes. Yeah. Immediate snogging.
0: <laughs> well, the week started with Ed and Jazza in the pub, didn't it? and he'd been sent out to get veggie suet by clary mm. and then he just got chatting about you know how the other half live the whole ridiculous idea of buying a shetland pony for a three-year-old Jazzer said we well, see how it starts with the uns on the weens at the hunt just as a little aside i had the joy of shouting tossers out the window at the <laughs> Barclay hunt a few days ago as we drove <laughs> past you? Yeah.
1: Oh, well done, Matthew. Don't like him. I'm not sure.
0: But yeah, so we had this whole idea of Ed saying, you know, my his family have always struggled and she was, he recalled how Clary really freaked out a couple of weeks ago about what they were going to do when Oliver inevitably ends the deal. Yeah. with Grange Farm. And then he came up with this idea about becoming a tree surgeon.
1: Yes, it was quite I mean, like I I'm glad that they've got these ambitions. It's quite nice, isn't it? But they seem to have come from almost nowhere and are ill-researched at this stage. He's got an old chainsaw, hasn't he? He does a bit of logging.
0: He does, which, you know, always takes the limelight away from Adam.
1: In theory, does it sound like something they could do? Possibly. But it's the 17 grand that they've got to find, which then turned into 20 grand because both of them are going to now do it. Emma had one go on the chainsaw. I went, oh, this is much better than earning money doing chores.
0: I'm in. The two of us, you and me together with chainsaws against the world. I <laughs> had this vision of like the Ambridge chainsaw massacre.
1: Except that cheekily he said, oh, you can do the accounts. Yeah. Before she'd had to go on the uh, chainsaw herself.
0: I don't know if this was a. I I only listened to this all this morning after mm. I woke up. Obviously not before I woke up. Um, As <laughs> a did you not think Ed sounded a bit shifty after the tree fell on Emma's car? I thought on Christmas Day he probably went out with a, after a few ciders, like oh, just have a little go on this tree, and he kind of saw he sawed into half of it and then just left it there, forgot of he'd done course. it, and then on Boxing Day morning the tree comes crashing down into a car. because He was like, um, she was, do you think it's covered on insurance? She was like, it, it's not too, that'll just, uh, we can just, you know, we can get that going. It's like the is in the car in planes, trains, and automobiles <laughs> that <it> explodes <laughs> and they still <laughs> drive it.
1: Maybe he's going to spend the insurance money on the course, on the on getting the gear, and he, de- yeah, because he needs to buy a van, doesn't he?
0: He's had a little go on the chainsaw, thinking this is this is a piece of cake. I can do this. Forgot he's dislodged the the tree. And it's come down on her car in the morning. Cause...
1: Well, it's entirely on purpose, Matthew. He did that thing, you know, like when you you sort of um, chainsaw like a wedge out of the tree trunk. Yeah. So it's just teetering there. He put a rope on it. The rope went into their home, and just as she was about to set off, he pulled the rope, so the tree fell on the car. Yeah. And he'll he's going to spunk the insurance money on a van and a new chainsaw.
0: Entirely plausible, because they were they were lying in bed <laughs> on. It is, awesome. isn't it? On Boxing Day morning, shivering away with the wind mm. howling and battering yeah. outside. And they were saying, you know, we we said we weren't going to buy each other much. And Emma was like, no, I was happy with what you got me. Those two chainsaws, <laughs> that wood chipper, the pulley and that love of tree surgery book. What was all that about, Ed? <laughs> it was such a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if that idea was bandying around social media but I was really I was like I think he's bloody done this himself I didn't see it but well
1: done Matthew also like when they're training for this tree surgery so they won't need to earn because they'll have this grant the grant's only three and a half grand though isn't it so how will they sort of survive and pay bills in the meantime whilst training which is going to take a year
0: I presume they'll do, the training will also work around what they're doing.
1: Oh, right. Okay. It'll fit neatly around everything, will it? I think so. One of the tweet alongers, Ian, he and his wife did exactly this. They set up a tree surgery business and they did it for 15 years. And he said that it is something you can do, but it's really, really physical. And maybe this isn't a good age for them to start to do this because it is a very physical job. It was worrying that they were like wanging around a chainsaw as they were doing with the logging and stuff without fully dealing with the safety aspects. He did say he had gloves on and stuff, but goggles. But um, he wasn't a fan of normal people using chainsaws if they haven't had all the training. Are you going to say your dad's got a chainsaw (laughs) now?
0: It probably is a chainsaw. And you had to go on it at Christmas. No, I I haven't. I mean, I did recall last week, Clary's dad was killed in a tree-felling incident involving David Archer and a chainsaw. So maybe this is a slow plotted revenge by Ed (laughs) and Emma. Get back at the Archers of Brookfield. Well, yeah, Ed's 39, isn't he? Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's one of. I was just about to say it's one of those careers you start at the bottom, but <laughs> that's how it works with trees, isn't it? <laughs> and you, you have to be but willing to climb the tree.
1: His driving force is to basically not be like his parents, isn't it? Yeah. So that's quite a decent ambition.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. I mean, are you concerned? There's some fatal accident coming if they go into this business?
1: Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't say concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite looking forward to it if anything.
0: As long as Ed doesn't have like as many as he had in the pub a few weeks ago with Ian and Adam, I think he'll be all right.
1: But generally it's good, isn't it? They're looking outside of what's right in front of them. They're they're stretching themselves a bit, thinking what can we do to better ourselves and, and provide for the family in the future. They were all almost already imagining handing the family tree surgery business over to their kids and they haven't even started yet.
0: Here you go George, a chainsaw.
1: (laughs) But it is quite nice to hear that sort of optimism I would say. Yeah (laughs) How it might
0: be but Maybe it has been a little bit condescending To just assume Mm. Emma would just follow Fallon Wherever she goes Should that be the the charging station Or Grey Gables or whatever Mm. So yeah I think this is time for her to Oh god branch out
1: I must say Matthew I think Ed and Emma's chemistry Is sounding good at the moment as well they're having a bit of a laugh i loved it when he went um, i at the end when he was dropping off at the bully said i'm really glad a tree didn't fall on you today (laughs) and then said uh how how sexy she'd looked in her pajamas in the yard
0: probably shouldn't warn them to work though love
1: (laughs) yeah but they they sound like they're clicking getting on they're in tune aren't they
0: yeah we want good things for the downtrodden don't we? It's a recurring mm-hmm. theme for us. So chainsaw wielding Ed and Emma up trees of Ambridge, possibly killing a few archers. I'm up for it. Right.
1: At well, the other end of the scale on relationships is Lillian and Justin, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, as a result, she was being foul, wasn't mm-hmm. she, in the bull. Disgusting mm. person. Who would say if a tree had fallen on your car, well, why is that going to make her late? <laughs> Kenton What's was just that? like, uh, because a. Tree fell on a fucking car, Lillian, you twat.
1: You know, it was annoying that they got back together, but they do deserve each other. Not because they're in love, but because they're both horrible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's true, isn't it? Brian's probably especially thankful to Justin because he ate an entire yuletide log on Christmas Day. was like, thanks for taking care of Adam, Justin. (laughs) Here's that 500. He
1: (laughs) ate Adam. (laughs) Hooray. I I actually, I take that back. I love Justin. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they both had shit Christmases, hadn't they? Justin and Lillian. Although Lillian thought Justin had had a great great one because he said um, it was okay,
0: which really irked her. He said pretty good. I reckon he did Uh, it in the Larry David voice as well. Pretty, 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 pretty good
1: meanwhile Lillian is crying at Mungo's Real Madrid kit <laughs> yeah yeah
0: I mean, wasn't he learning guitar a while ago Mungo they gave. Oh, they. <laughs> is he going to Spain what's happening <laughs> they gave him Tony's unwanted guitar don't you remember yeah that Lillian thought she needed to buy Tony because they'd found a letter a message in a bottle mm. in the field what do they do to us in the show
1: I oh, know insanity isn't it maybe he plays for Real Madrid
0: yeah could be I liked yeah when they were discussing those ideas for the pub and uh, mm. you know they said fashion show and then well Lillian said something else Can't remember what it was yeah. Jolene went oh that's another bright idea you've had there <laughs> Lillian it reminded me of that thing in Blackadder 2 where Nursey says to Queenie oh you're so clever today poppet you should be careful your foot doesn't fall off
1: yeah <laughs> And Oh, I hated it when Brian sort of went,
0: kiss her, Justin, for God's sake, in the whole pub, clap. He's running a bucket behind the bar, isn't he? With Kenton, he probably had it down Mm. to the 17th minute.
1: Yeah, I mean, the key reason most people want them back together is to get them out of their own lives and away from their miserableness, which is inflicted on everyone else.
0: The worst Christmas Ever. I saw, and then he was going to go, actually, no, there was one worse. It was the one where my family dressed me up as a daffodil and chased me around Norwich. <laughs> mm.
1: And then, yeah, speaking of Brian, he was good this week, wasn't he? Laughing at licorice and fennel tea. And he asked Kate to move in with him.
0: Yeah, there was a bit after she went, maybe I could, Dan. And he went, really? And I thought he was going to go, actually, <laughs> I've totally rethought the whole thing, Kate.
1: <laughs> that would provide much Entertainment, though, wouldn't
0: it, for us listeners? Are there any famous Libra Scorpio couples you can think of, Kerry? Have you looked this up? No, I haven't. (laughs) Let
1: me me... now. Uh, What are you, Matthew?
0: I'm a Leo. What are you, Kerry? Pisces. I wonder what that says about us. Yeah,
1: how compatible are Leo, aren't Gwen Stefani. And Gavin Rossdale.
0: Well, they, he shagged the nanny and they broke up.
1: There you go, that's very Brian, isn't it?
0: And he was in Bush who we were fucking shit.
1: But Brian's often in Bush. Often in Bush. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, Damon. Um, Matt Damon. Matt Damon! And Winona Ryder, except it's the other way around. Matt is the li- Libra and Winona's the Scorpio.
0: And when did they go out with each other? I had no idea they'd ever gone out with each other. <laughs> i just i just typed in leo pisces
1: oh shit compatibility well, I was just do that.
0: and it, yeah. it auto corrected to lego pieces <laughs> 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 oh that's so sad isn't it
1: ah the psychological connection between leo and pisces is quite strong The lion is naturally wary and guarded, but once it bonds with the fishes, the psychological link is unbreakable. They are two jigsaw pieces that can be moulded to fit together properly.
0: Or pieces of Lego.
1: (gasps) Yes, there we go.
0: Kara's often uh, threatened me that she's going to make me go and bond with the fishes. (laughs) With your concrete slippers. (laughs) Yeah. Hey there. Eaten too many of those horny vet sprout crisps? Can't seem to come down off your perch? Then you need Rinse-Aid. About as sexy as someone showing you their cycling holiday photos or a sales call from kitchens of Felpersham. Rinse-Aid. We'll put you down. She didn't like Harry's aura, so you've got something in common with Kate.
1: Yes, she's right. What did you think of Harry's brief appearance? He came in and was grilled by Brian, who loved the name Harry and the fact that he owns an equine centre. He was like, right, smashing, yep, approve.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kate quite rightly pointed out that, you know, he's the right class as well, isn't he?
1: Oh, Yeah. There was something that Harry said though that was a bit odd, wasn't there? When he said, um, "I own a an equine centre. I was an eventer, but an accident put paid to that." And I've had, but I've had intensive therapy since. And Brian went, "Really?" And he went, oh, "No, uh, I was just joking about that."
0: Well, he did say it ended his marriage, didn't he? Is it because his penis got all smashed up? <laughs>
1: Is it? Did he impale his penis? (laughs) Maybe. In the
0: accident. Did you hear Brian burp
1: this week? (laughs) Don't be silly.
0: It's healthy banter, isn't it, Dad? (sighs) Anyway. (laughs) Hey,
1: did you know that I listened to an audiobook recently and the narrator burped? They didn't edit it out. What was that of? I've got it. I've got a recording of it. It was a Jonathan Coe book. And the bloody narrator burped partway through a sentence. I tweeted about it. Do you think it was actually part of the story? It wasn't. It very, very wasn't, clearly wasn't at all anything to do with the story. It was mid-sentence. There was a pause went, and then carried on. Well, that's what, <laughs> exactly what Brian did this week. <laughs> so the editing had missed it.
0: Athletic-looking than most people the monkish life seemed to attract. The real difference lay in his manner.
1: Do you think they'll live together or is this all a silly old push for her to go back, go and live with, will, will she end up living with Jacob?
0: They'll, they will live together. It'll be like the odd couple. And then I think in about uh, six months, something will happen and she'll then move in with Jacob. That would be my prediction. Mm. But I, I think we'll we'll get some fun scenes out of it. And I think we'll get more Brian. Good. And that bit where he said he'd been feeling lonely. Like that, I thought that was quite moving that bit.
1: Live with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shall I turn up? you could move into that flat with high ceilings that kate was looking at
1: oh yeah a friend of a friend. chris gave a pony gift yeah he did as in pony and trap yeah <laughs> crap
0: it's a ridiculous gift for a three-year-old i'm sorry but it is
1: alice sussed it as well didn't she She's like what are you doing this something's going on here it's a weird thing for you to be doing. And I thought she was gonna say you're trying to outdo Harry, but she said you're trying to outdo me on the present front.
0: But it's a Shetland pony, so is this a, has Alice been drinking again? Because she went, It's a massive present. <laughs> Chris was gonna be like, it's uh it's three feet off the ground, Alice. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> That's quite a pricey one, isn't it? She said, having never purchased a horse.
0: The last Shetland pony I was aware someone was buying. The all-in purchase was about five grand. Bloody hell. I don't know if that was a case of someone saw them coming or the type of pony it was. Chris hasn't got that sort of money, has he?
1: Well, I wouldn't have thought so. Then there's all the costs ongoingly and time and effort and it's not, will it be truly appreciated by Martha? I doubt it.
0: Yeah, price range two and a half to five thousand.
1: Okay. And aren't her legs too little to sort of go, aren't Shetland ponies quite like a barrel?
0: They are quite rotund, yeah.
1: I'm sure Chris has thought it all through, and it's fine.
0: I mean, I did tweet out in the week that uh, when I was listening last week, I tweeted that I thought this pony is Harry in a pony costume. <laughs> did you? Yeah, and a couple about two minutes <laughs> later, when the, Jakob was showing the photos to Chris in the pub, and Emma was like, "Oh, like a little person!" I just retweeted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a I quote tweeted like a little person with the eyes emoji. <laughs> and and uh, Jakob, I'd say, yes, but, but not a person, Emma. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Just see him in his little hat going to work. Can you please stop talking now? (laughs) Hey, do you think this equine centre that
1: Harry owns is a bit like the farm that David owns that's in his attic? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's It's like a toy one. Yeah. It's not real and not big. And he lives in some sort of squat or bedsit. And Brian will be
0: appalled. (laughs) Ben fell face first into that farm, didn't he, and smashed it all up?
1: Yeah. From right over the other side of the room, didn't he? Yeah, sort of tumbled across and stamped on it.
0: But I think Leonard was going to fix that, so I presume it's all yeah, he fixes. It, yeah. yeah, lovely. All right, Kerry, let's take a little break and hear a little from listener folk and talk about our socials. This January, as the worst pub owners in the county try to think up ways of enticing a captive audience into the only liquor establishment in the village. The Bull presents a night of death metal. Cool. No, Freddy. Metal, not meatle. Oh, bugger. Halloween Bucket, with support from Dead Batteries. See you in the mosh pit, Cecil. (laughs) (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. put pen to paper and write us a review
1: they did matthew we've got one new review and an amended previous review Uh, we've yeah we've got one from lazy lady 73 the title of which is brilliant and it's five stars and lazy lady says One of my favourite podcasts. Hosts are very funny and their observations are sharp, spot on and always witty. What I really like is that alongside Ambridge on the couch, the hosts are kind to each other and there seems to be a genuine friendship there. Keep up the great work, everyone.
0: Oh, nice. I mean, anyone who has a keen eye on our social media will notice that Kerry and I had a little um, (sighs) pre-Christmas Zoom, boozy boozy Zoom with... um, Yeah. With uh, Jeff from Ambridge Jeff. on the Couch. Well, yeah, it was a... fun, wasn't it? It was. There was, a, there was a Little Archer's podcast chat, but there was a lot of other chat and stuff like that, wasn't there? So mm,
1: Yeah, we need to do that again in the new year, I think. It was think. good
0: old gossip, wasn't it? Lovely. Anyway, lovely review. Thanks. That was yeah, it is, review. isn't
1: it? More reviews. MJW198, that's the person. Do you remember this? They wrote a review and I was asking if it was you, because it was <laughs> M, MJW.
0: Did it just endlessly praise the West Country accented presenter?
1: What they've added on to their previous review is, also, please tell us the dumpty drama.
0: <laughs> I have no idea what they're talking about.
1: No. Well, well, I have, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be saying anything. At Christmas. Moment. Yeah, good cheer to all and what, whatnot. So thank you so much for the reviews. And, you know, if you haven't written a review for the Cider Shed Pod and you fancy doing so, it'll be really, really great and help us a lot.
0: Yeah, we've had a lot of comments across Facebook, Patreon, etc. on um, the last couple of episodes. We're going to give all of those a shout out next week because we're on a Mm. bit of a tight schedule recording on the Saturday morning. And there will be a Patreon special midweek where Kerry and I are going to go back over the week that we missed which was the pre-Christmas week. Anyone who wants to become a Patreon, you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash the Cider Shed. We are very, very grateful for everyone who helps us out there. And um, give a little shout out to Claire Sharkey, who became a Patreon just before Christmas, Kerry. Welcome, 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 Claire Sharkey. Come on into the Cider Shed Patreon. What a buzz to have you with us. We're so grateful.
1: thanks claire nice one the more the bloody merrier
0: yeah so claire you'll be getting the the midweek special and um you can go back and listen to all the uh, the other ones in the past i think this midweek special will include the much mooted but never delivered nadine doris cider shed rap
1: <laughs> <Bloody>. <laughs> can't wait for that
0: <laughs> if that's not an incentive and <laughs> mm. i don't because nadine doris did briefly become a patron of the cider shed yeah and uh Yeah, it's been promised in the same way that Jimmy Kimmel always says Matt Damon's coming on, yet never comes on. He always has to bump him from the show, (laughs) doesn't he? Matt Damon! But it is coming, (laughs) I swear. So yeah, thanks for everyone that supports us. We're really, really grateful for that, Um, whether that's by writing a review or becoming a patron. We're very grateful. If you want to get in touch on our socials, as I said, there's a Facebook group, The Cider Shed Podcast. There's Instagram, at The Cider Shed Pod. And Kerry, you know all about Twitter.
1: Yeah, Twitter's at the Cider Shed pod and Blue Sky, we're slowly getting more followers on there. It's very quiet on Blue Sky, generally speaking. It's so, um, it's nice and the more people who join, I've got loads of codes to give out. So anyone listening who would like to go and join Blue Sky, just drop me a DM on Twitter or email the Cider Shed and we can get you over there. And on the blue sky, we are at the cider shed pod dot whatever it is. Blue sky, something <laughs> <I'm> other. <ready.
0: laughs> you did this. You did this last time as well, I didn't know, you? Well, you,
1: can just, you just tap in cider shed pod in the search yeah.
0: function, and yeah. there
1: we bloody well are. A
0: couple so. of people have found me on there as well. I'm jingle bell end.
1: yeah. I- You haven't done much on there yet, have you? No, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah. So fantasy football, do you want to go there? We should, because FC James James Scott is still top. So you know, over the Christmas period, he's maintaining his peak physical fitness, (laughs) (laughs) and he's thrashing everybody still. Right at the bottom, who's down there? Emily Crew, Ballad of Bowen. And Peter Fickling's third from bottom.
0: Have you seen the uh, position of Russ of the Rovers and who's on his tail?
1: Yeah, you've gone up to thirty-six. I didn't know you'd gone lower than thirty-six. I have to say. Yeah. And Maori is one position behind you. And
0: that normally works the other way round.
1: I bet it does. Yes. Uh, and I am uh, fourth. Went down because I missed the deadline cut-off different thing over christmas i didn't do changes I oh
0: have. i missed multiple deadlines over christmas with yeah, doing my lovely. team yeah
1: so yeah that's still going strong
0: next week we'll get through all your comments and reactions to the christmas episode we did with peter there was a lot of nice comments about that kerry let's do one and we'll talk midweek for the special
1: lovely happy new year
0: happy new year to you and happy new year to the listeners as well should we do an i love you just for them kerry i love I love you. Uh, what does it say? Kiss me now. What was that that was written on the hat or something? <laughs> the key ring. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was strange, that wasn't it? Kiss me,
1: baby.
0: Kiss me, baby. That's that was, what was it. Was. Was. All right. Well, kiss me, baby. Kiss me, baby. See you everyone. Bye. Bye. Hello. Issues. Issue. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs>